My name is Cassie Lachine, and I'm the children's pastor here. And I get the awesome privilege of overseeing the infants through fifth graders programming that happens on a um, weekend to weekend basis. And then also during serve week, I oversee the same age group. So today I'll share a little bit about what we, what we did this week. Um, but first of all, I want you to take a minute to think about your earliest memory. How did that make you feel? And how old were you? Whether it was good or bad, think about that feeling. One of my earliest memories was right before I turned two, when I became a big sister. I remember stepping up the little brown stepladder to look into the window of the nursery. And I remember the smile on my dad's face and how proud he was to introduce my baby sister to me for the first time. And I remember that that was a good, warm, happy feeling. I also think back to another memory around the age of three when I stuck my finger in a half-opened can of vegetables. I remember that feeling, the pain I felt as I pulled my finger out of that can, and then also I remember the blood I saw as I did so. That was not such a happy memory. I'm sure most of you have memories like that from a very early age. My point is that kids at a very young age have real experiences and true feelings that will affect them and they'll remember those for the rest of their lives. So, what if we, as a church, made sure that every kid who walked through our doors encountered Jesus in a real, positive way that they would remember forever? How would that change their life? And think about how that's changed your life if you've grown up in a church or if you've grown up here if you had those experiences with Jesus early on? How has that changed your life? And where would you be if you didn't have that experience? How would that make a difference in their lives when they turn 10? How about 14? And think about when they're 21, how that would be different. Shortly after Jesus rose from the dead, he approached his disciples on a mountain. And this was his command in Matthew 28, 19. He said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we are his disciples. We as this church are his disciples. And it's our job to share Christ with others by loving and serving like he did. Now, we don't have to go and you know, read scripture and, and you know, say God this or God that. We all know that sometimes that turns people away. And so we need to serve keyword serve and love people the way he did. So since kids learn from a very early age, we must teach them how to love and serve just as Jesus instructed. Um, in Proverbs 22, 6, it says to start children off in the way they should go, and we, even when they are old, they will not turn from, that, turn from it. Our mission here at Union Chapel is to help people to know Jesus so that they can grow in his love so that they can go and make Christ known to others. So if you go back to the beginning of that, I said, it's to help people. So people is everyone, even the babies, infants all the way to the older people, people, everyone. So it's our job to help people know Jesus so they can grow. And then that final word is go. So he um, Christ instructs us to go and serve other people, go and make disciples. So we need to go and make Christ known to others. 
So part of what we do to make that happen is every June we host this incredible event here called Serve, where everyone from babies through adults gather for a week of Serve to commute. Getting my words all jumbled up here. So everyone from babies to adults gather for a week to serve our community. And so this weekend concludes our Serve Week, and we're here to celebrate that. In a minute, we'll hear about some of the youth and the adult experiences, but I'm going to share some of the experiences that the children had. So in the nursery, we have babies that participate, and those babies are here because their parents are volunteering, and the parents could not volunteer if we didn't have childcare um, for their babies. And so it's called childcare, however, if, if you work in the nursery, you know it's not just childcare. We had adults in there who were rocking and caring for our youngest participants. Those little ones didn't go out into the community. Um, they, didn't, they didn't serve anyone you know, food or they didn't pass anything out. But what happened in that nursery is that foundation um, that happens, that has to happen before anything else can happen. And they felt safe and loved in the arms of people who know and love Jesus. That is crucial. That precious two-month-old, which he was our youngest participant this year, he will grow up to love Jesus and learn how to serve others because of the experiences he will encounter in his family and his church as he matures. So in our preschool and early early elementary, we have um, We Serve and Junior Serve, and that's um, three-year-olds through first grade. They participated in many activities around the church to show them how to serve. They didn't go out into the community, um, except for one night they did go to a nursing home. But kids of that age, they, they must learn how to serve by serving here before they can go out and do anything in the community. Some of those activities included watering plants, dusting our building, painting pictures, and singing to the folks at the nursing home. And I'll tell you, I have um, two kids in that age group, um, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And my husband and I were driving down the road yesterday, and they were both sitting in the back seat talking about their memory verse. And that verse this week that we taught the kids was 2 Corinthians 5.17. And they were going back and forth and saying that verse with perfection. And we looked over at each other and we just smiled because it was such a warm, exciting feeling to know that this is where it starts. They're learning those verses and they're learning those songs during serve. And they're associating that with Jesus and that happy feeling. And so they may not understand what it truly means to serve right now, but they will because of the experiences they're having and it gets built upon as they get older. The kids who participated in serve, um, who were in second to fifth grade, that's the children's serve, they get to go out into the community. So um, some of the activities that they were able to do were... They sang at nursing homes and passed out quilts. They made birdhouses for the wildlife preserve, and then they delivered those. They baked cookies for all the volunteers and for party in the parking lot. Raise your hand if you've had some of those cookies. Just a fact, we made 4,000, approximately 4,120 cookies within a five-day period. So our kids' group did that. They also participated in an art class where they got to learn different techniques with acrylic paint and they painted on a canvas and those paintings are hanging up in the courtyard right now and our plan was to sell those at Party in the Parking Lot and the the proceeds that we made from that will donate to um, a local organization um, which is a boys home. 
So if you want to purchase one of those, you certainly can. But the kids who, who painted them, they know that if their painting gets bought before their parents get to it, that that's okay, that that is a compliment to their painting skills. So these kids who participate and serve year after year are learning what it means to love and give like Jesus did. If you remember Nate and Carly at the beginning of our service, they talked about how they served from when they were younger and they went all the way through serve and then now they're, they're serving our youth as adult leaders. That's obviously made an impact in their life serving year after year. So our kids who participate have real memories and experiences that they will remember for the rest of their lives. I have a young man named Campbell who's been participating in SERVE for several years, and he's going to come up and share a little bit about what SERVE means to him. Hi, my name is Campbell Reed. I participated in Children's SERVE this week. My favorite part of the week was when we went downtown and handed out candy and invitations to party in the parking lot to local businesses. We went to Open Door, McDonald's, and Cornerstone Center for the Arts and PDQ Taxi. The reason I wanted to be part of SERVE was to help share Jesus with people in the community and also to help out in the church. I think kids should get involved with SERVE because it helps them to fellowship with other kids who also love Jesus because they get to share Jesus with others. I think parents should get involved in SERVE because it supports their children and helps them thrive. Thank you. Okay, let's welcome Paul who will share about the youth experience. Hi, my name's Paul, and I get to work with the youth here at 180 and Union Chapel. And I also have three daughters who are part of the children's, and we and junior serve. I get the terms mixed up, but they were there. And uh, probably like you, if you had kids there, they were singing the songs and doing the memory verses all week, which was awesome. Uh, I, I remember one particular night where my daughters were supposed to be going to bed, and they found that to be the right opportunity to stay and sing their songs, all, all three of them together. Um, kids will do just about anything to get out of going to sleep, but it's much cuter when they're singing praise to God, isn't it? Um, so it, it was a great week from top to bottom um, at Serve. And one of the things I want to share with you is some of the spiritual content that the youth did while we were spending our week together. And we looked at the verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 18. I'm going to share with you some about our night where we looked at verse 14. That verse says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And we looked at three basic spiritual um, truths that are in this passage, one of them being that all died because of sin. And, and, and it's reality. There is sin in our world. There are things that God calls sin. This is wrong. This is my plan for you. And, and there is a difference between the two. That, that sin affects every single one of us. Every pastor, every parent, every child. Sin is part of all of our struggle. No one is exempt from it. And Romans 3.23 describes it this way, that for everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And I have different struggles. I'm going to tell you one strength I have is I don't deal 
with anger too much. And, uh, you know, if you want to know something about someone's character, you talk to their spouse. And, and my wife will tell you that there's probably only one time she saw me really get angry. And, and I've been through different challenging situations during our 10-year marriage where, you know, there's good opportunity. Um, on our honeymoon, a fight broke out on this little subway train that we were on, and they were falling onto a girl in a wheelchair. And I helped separate them, and it was, you know, we got to calm that situation down, but didn't really get angry at that. When we lived in Ohio, one time, someone, I caught someone sneaking through our backyard because he wanted to kill the person who lived behind me and stopped that, called the police, and, you know, <laughs> but, but it was all right. I didn't freak out. And, and some of you guys will relate to me on this, but, but the time that someone put my child in danger and she was an infant, man, that's when the flip switched, right? Parents, you, you understand this. You, you, re, there's just this different love that, that can cause you to get a little bit crazy. And in that moment, I was acting a little bit crazy and not very pastoral. Um, but there's something about that love that just drives you to protect and, and to provide for. And, and so as we look at this, this truth that Christ died for all, or as um, John 3.16 puts it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And this picture of Christ's death for us, it paints a picture of God's love in a way that is beyond earthly understanding. As a father, you can't even grip that. The type of love that would allow you to lose a child. And to just meditate and think on this truth of the depth of God's love that goes beyond the love that we can experience on earth. That he gave his son for us. To pay for all of the sins of the world. And there's lots of other passages that line up with that. With that, like Hebrews 2.9, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Or 1 Timothy 2.6, he who gave himself as a ransom for all. 1 John 2.2, and he is a payment for our sins, not, only, not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. One died for all. Jesus in one act paid for all of your sins. And all of the sins of the world. And there is nothing that we have done, there is nothing that has happened to us in our life that is bigger than that. There is no struggle that can hold on to you because Christ has set us free from all things when we look to him and trust in him. And then the third truth of that is that Christ's love changes us, that it compels us. And we looked into this, this word compel and what that means and what that does to us. And one of the pictures that that word gives is that it holds us together when everything is, feels like it's tearing us apart. It, it, it presses us forward when we feel like we want to stop. It urges us onward when we see a situation and we know, I need to speak to that person. I need to pray for that person. Uh, I need to go and see if I can help meet their needs. We have felt that, that compelling love of Christ within us to do things that we normally wouldn't do. And during Serve, there's all kinds of stories where God showed up through our groups into people in our community's lives, and they saw the provision of God through these students. Christ's love is what compels us to do this. Christ's love is what gives us passion and energy for worship and why we desire to jump and dance and lift our hands. Because Christ's love at work inside of us, it changes us. Christ does not ever come in and leave us the same. And I can tell from what I've seen in my own life and what I've seen in other people, when they make that decision to follow Christ, things change. Christ changes us. And at the end of our service, one of the nights, we, we did this thing because I can talk about how Christ's love changed me. And that's one opinion from the room. But 
but it's hard to gauge, you know, where is everyone on this? And so just to create this wall of testimony, we gave the students sticky notes. And if they wanted to, they could write when and where they made that decision to follow Christ as their Savior. And then they put it up on the wall. And it was this awesome moment of seeing all these different points where people have made decisions. And it, it was like this highlight reel of the things that Union Chapel has invested in. And some of them were with my family when I was young. Some of them were Easter service at Union Chapel. Entourage where I prayed with a friend. Uh, one of my favorite ones is that middle one. It was today. And during the serve week, students were making decisions to follow Christ. They were taking de- steps deeper into their faith and their walk with him. And giving things over. And it was a joy to watch all. And there's so many testimonies and so many things that we would love to share with you. We can't share all the stories today, but I'm going to bring Jack Hart up and he's going to share with you some of his experience at Serve. Go ahead and join me in welcoming him to the stage. So there are a lot of things I could say about Serve this year. Um, I could talk about the experiences, the sermons we received, um, the friendships I made. I could even talk about all the faces that we saw, all the smiling faces we saw as my team helped serve throughout the week. <clears throat> and it's, um, it's overwhelming thinking about it, and it's an overwhelming happiness thinking about how happy we made these people as we served them throughout the week. And I know that everyone here who participate and serve this week uh, could say the same. But one thing I won't forget about this, this week um, was serving at the Boys and Girls Club. I'm, I wasn't really sure what to expect as I was walking in because I didn't really, I wasn't really sure what they did. But then uh, when I found out that it was a place for kids to come when, uh, when their parents were at home to feed them, um, where they, they didn't really have anyone to tell them what to do while they're at home. They could come here, get, get a nice meal, and then the people there would help them do their homework, help them study, and would even help them fill out financial aid forms if they're planning on going to college. And so when I heard this, I knew that God was doing some great work here, and uh, I really wanted to help. So we got right to it. We uh, What we did was we... Um, moved around furniture, took down stuff to make it a more positive environment for the kids. We helped clean their gymnasium, their closets, all that good stuff. But uh, one kid I won't, I will not forget. One day we were um, we were tearing down some wooden structure and we were really struggling. And this kid just walks in, just kind of watches us for a little bit, and he just takes a hammer from Isaac. He's like, "This is how you do it," and just tears the thing apart. And we're like. All right. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was it. I thought that's all we were going to see of the kid for the rest of the week. But he, he stuck around with us all week. He introduced himself. His name was Day Day. And uh, um, he helped us with small things, told us where all the supplies were, helped us with small little projects. And we really appreciated it. And uh, the fact that he never stopped talking kept us really entertained. <laughs> but um, then I realized that the whole time we were working with him, he was smiling, and he didn't stop smiling the whole time we were there. And that's when I really realized that what we were doing throughout the week was making these kids happy. And uh, that's when I saw God working through us that week. 
but I really wouldn't have made it throughout the week without my leaders, Leslie Ward and uh, Adam Carlson. They, uh, they, really, they really pushed us this week. They kind of, um, I don't know, they, they showed us what it was like to be a godly man and a godly woman uh, working together and showing us how to work together to uh, help people throughout the week. Um, and it's because of the, these two that I decided to become a 180 leader the next year and possibly become a serve leader the next year. Thank you. Join me in welcoming Jeff Hughes to the stage to tell us about the adult serve experience. Great stories, aren't they? Great stories. God has been at work. I want you to imagine the positive impact of 300 children and youth serving local agencies and organizations and homeowners all over our city with the love of Jesus at no charge. Things they weren't able to get done were accomplished. Things that people did not have resources or abilities to do were, were done in the name of Jesus with the love of Christ. From home rehabs to trash pickups to block parties to visiting local nursing homes, candy giveaways to local businesses and showing the care and concern in any practical way possible to people all over our city. Jesus was lifted up and the love of Christ was on display. You know, to some this may sound like a dream. And in fact, in 2002 when we first had our first serve, if we heard that list and these stories, I would have thought that is a dream. But nothing is impossible with our God. When we set our hands to do what he calls us to, he equips us and gives us everything that we need. You know, some say that this generation of children and youth are a lost cause. That they just lay around on the couch, play video games, and make bad decisions. But here at Union Chapel, we believe that they just need a healthy dose of the four M's. What are the four M's? Mentor, model, motivate, and mobilize. And that's exactly what all of our team leaders of each of our 22 teams did, from the youngest to the oldest. We employed these four M's to make a difference in our city, and we believe that as we continue to invest in the coming generations, that God will do great things as we mentor, model, motivate, and mobilize. The best is yet to come. There's a bank account that credits each one of our accounts with $86,400 every single day. It carries over no balance day to day and every evening it deletes what you do not use. Now what would you do if that was true? We gave you a card on the way out today and told you that was true. You would use every single bit of that money every single day. Well the truth is there is an account that credits you with $86,400 but it's not dollars, it's seconds. And at the end of the day it's gone. Your opportunity to make a difference in your family and in those in your city and your sphere of influence is over at the end of each day. It carries over no balance. It gives no opportunity to charge. And through Serve, we taught our children and youth to use every moment to make a positive difference each day. So after Serve, what will we do? Our greatest hope as we've planned this event year after year is that this week would not be just about a week event, but that it would catapult our church into 51 other weeks of service to our families, to our friends, to our neighbors, 
to these agencies around town and homeowners who are unable to do the work they need to do. So how about you? Are you making the most of every opportunity, every day, every second, every minute? Are you using these moments that God has given you to make a difference in this world around us? We also taught our children and youth that they have a unique thumbprint. Take a moment and look at both of your thumbs for just a second. One of our experiences as a symbolic act, we had our children and youth ink both of their thumbs and place them on a map of Muncie. And back over here on the wall and up on the screen in a moment, you'll see this map where children and youth place their thumbprints of where they go to school or where they live or places where they served during this week. And there are hundreds of thumbprints all over this map. Also, you'll see below this map over here, these are God moments on the wall that children and youth wrote down places where they saw God show up. People who they saw as they were walking down the street that they stopped to pray for and encourage. God did great things. Let me tell you, if you're feeling any bit discouraged this morning about what God has done in this week or what God is up to in the lives of this generation, at the conclusion of this service, walk by this wall and just read a few of their reports because God was on the move. But we believe that serve is about catapulting our church of every age to live for Jesus every week and every day of the year. That's what serve is about. I want to ask you to join me to welcome Dustin and Candace Ford, who will give us another testimony about serving as adult leaders. Please welcome them to the stage. Good morning. I'm Dustin Ford, and this is my wife, Candace. And uh, what an amazing week this has been. What a great morning this has been. It's uh, Candace and I's favorite week of the year by far. It's the week that we get to take off our name badges from work. We get to put on our serve name badges all week. Now this morning and all throughout the week, we've heard some awesome stories about how God has affected and changed our youth and also how through their service projects throughout the community, they've really uh, planted powerful seeds and also impacted our neighbors. They've also impacted the 200 adult volunteers that served alongside them this week. You know, life gets crazy. It gets busy. We have a tendency to get in uh, ruts and routines. And Serve Week helps us with that. It gives us spiritual nourishment. There's a quote about that that I'd like to share. It's from best-selling author Dr. Steve Maraboli. He says that when you find yourself in need of spiritual nourishment, it is in the opportunities to serve others that you will find the abundance you seek. So as volunteers, we received a ton of that spiritual nourishment from the youth this week. And what we received, though outwardly wasn't as obvious, uh, was, was definitely as impactful as those that we served. During the week, Dustin and I were fortunate to be able to lead the orange team of We Servers. And there was a transitional point where we had some extra time. So we gave the kids a coloring page and some crayons. And without any prompting from us, we saw God moving in their hearts. Here's a quick clip of what we saw. These kids are our future. Isn't that awesome? 
It's all because of what we in this room are doing to shape them as families, as parents, and as a church together, and it's in that partnership. These little wee servers will transition very quickly in a blink of an eye, as we heard uh, earlier this morning, transition up through the program like, like Nate and Carly. Uh, they will hopefully become leaders uh, as part of SERVE. These types of accounts of stories of God moving in our youth are so plentiful this week. I'm sure almost every volunteer uh, can talk about seeing that and how that that refreshed them and got them closer to God just by being there to witness that. In 1 Peter 4.10, it reads in part, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. So as we conclude Serve Week, just as Dustin said, but opposite, we kind of get that feeling that, yes, we can take that Serve badge and turn it back in for our work badge. But I think maybe we should take the opportunity to really listen to the call of God and make sure that we are serving on a daily and weekly basis going forward. Thank you.